2: Welcome to the show. Vasos is here. Howdy. Rachel's here. <laughs> Greetings. In a bit, Dan Gillespie-Sells is going to be here.
1: And Dan Gillespie-Sells is an absolute genius. He is, you know him. He's the front man from The Feeling. But he's also the genius behind the music for Everybody Loves Jamie. He's written the music for another incredible show, which is going to be on in London from Saturday the 12th of May Broke Back Mountain. And of course, the main thing he's famous for, the thing we love him for, is being part of the Carfest supergroup.
2: Well, he's the front man of the Carfest supergroup. He didn't just write the musical for Everybody Loves James, he wrote the whole thing. Wow.
1: Yeah,
2: he's genius. That was a very good Dan Gillespie sells, sell. Big sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The kids basically think it's the summer holidays at the moment with all the strike days, don't they? Oh,
1: I mean, <laughs> yes, basically.
2: So they have lessons from home today or they're working from home today or they have online lessons, but only if the teachers for those lessons are in and none of te- Noah's teachers are. So he's got another um, a day off. So he does have a day off. So he doesn't have any responsibilities. He's done his homework. He did that last Wednesday. Um, so he's he's um, he and his mates thought about going to Mallorca. To- I told you this, didn't <laughs> yes, I? Yes, you
3: did. It's hilarious. They've all, they've
2: all earned their own money now. So a mate of his, he buys um, computer components online and he builds computers because he's really clever. He also codes for um, a company um, because he's really good at it. He's 14. Uh, you know, what's crazy about what's going on with the schools now, um, not, not with the strikes, by the way, uh, just generally with education, is that because of the way or what kids have at their disposal, you know, i.e. laptops and things like that, um, they, they use them a lot more than the teachers teaching them. And so they know more about how to get on in the world than the adults uh, that are in charge of their classes. And it's a really weird thing. And it's going to, something's going to happen. You know, I don't know. You you could say it has to be sorted out, but it's too big to sort out, but it will sort itself out. Mm. That's what's going to happen there. Talking about EVs, electric cars, excuse me, you know, um, if we electrify 50% of our lives, no, sorry, if we we electrify 50% of our lives, then it cures 50% of the climate change issue. Uh, straight away. Um, so if you turn all gas hubs into electric, if you turn all cars, if all cars go electric, anything that burns fuel, if you turn that electric today, 50% of the climate change issue goes away tomorrow. Um, and you say, well, how how are you going to get more people to buy EVs? Because some people are reluctant. One way it will happen vicariously is because EV cars now, manufacturers know that they're the future. So so they're putting all their effort into making EVs, but not just the electric aspect of the EV. All the better bits of cars are going into EVs now. So they'll just be better cars. So if you want a really nice car that has a really nice interior and is more comfy and, you know, designed nicer, or just ergonomically more pleasant to be in, then that will be an EV and you'll just automatically buy an EV. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, thing, yeah. things will sort of take over themselves and it's not dissimilar. Anyway, Noah and his pals are all, all in de- financially independent to the extent they could afford to go to New York today for a for a day on, on a plane. And he and his two pals approached their various parents last week. Obviously, Noah approached Tash and I. He so we said, "We're thinking about going to Mallorca next Tuesday, but we'll we'll go at half six and we'll be back for like nine. Is that okay?" He said, "No, it's not. It's definitely not okay. You can't go to Majorca three fourteen-year-olds. That can't happen." Well, why not? Don't you trust us? Yes, I do. But if something happened, then they'd say, "Where are the parents that let these three fourteen-year-old boys go to Mallorca for the day?" Yeah. I said, you can go to High Wycombe. You can go to, to the Eden Centre if you want and hang out there. Do what you want there, but you can't you, no, you can't go to Mallorca. Yes. He said, but we'd be able to get there. I said, no, I know you I know. You, I know you're, you and your, his mates are great. they really we, he hang fortunately, he hangs around with really cool I think they're really cool kids and they 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 seem to have, you know, so, they they seem to have some values and they seem to be interested in stuff that isn't scary for parents, you know. Um I said, you've, you've, yeah, I know you could. You'd probably be all right. But no, you can't. When you're 18, do what you like. But you can't go to... No, not even when you're 16, just so you know. Don't even ask us this question ever again. Until no. you're 18 years old no. and, you, and you can vote. Yeah. <laughs> he said, so interesting. He said, he said oh, we'll probably go to the park then.
1: Yeah, one are okay, the other, fine. isn't it? Yeah.
2: Well done for asking, though. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know. I mean, Matthew, you've probably got a chance with your dad. <laughs> do
3: you know where he asked where he wanted to go with his mates this summer? The moon. <laughs> Albania. <laughs> I, I thought, well, you know, because they could, you know, because they're 17 now. Well, he will be next Monday and his mates will be 17. And actually, you know, going off on their own, it's not beyond the realms. And I like the fact that they picked Albania because it's A, cheap, and it's just be not, you know, where everyone else goes. It's just, I'll, I'll, it'll be more fun. The
2: thing I heard about AI over the weekend was great um, because... The thing about the the reason you don't need to worry about AI is because it isn't growing at an exponential rate. It's a myth. It did, but it's not now. But they're having to say that to keep us all interested and excited. So everybody's like, oh, what if AI takes over the world? It won't. It'll just reach a a plateau, which is probably reached already. Um, I mean, there's loads to talk about it. But if you think about when we went to the moon, um, you know, we didn't then go to other planets. That was it. That's all we could manage. You know, um, when you think about. Um, you know various other things that we've achieved. They like you know air travel. You know Concorde. It's gone b- backwards. Air travel. It's not gone forwards. So you start with the Wright brothers, you know, and then you get to like Boeing and you know the 777s sevens or um, dream machines. What are they called? Dream flyers. Dream, dreamliners. Dreamliners and things like that. But Concorde it went backwards. Mm. You know, it, it, Concorde didn't go backwards. You know, um, <laughs> that but, would have been good. But um, air travel has you know, and all this this talk of us getting to Australia in an hour. It's not happened. You know, so you, you don't need to worry about it so much. There you go. Everybody all right with that? Yeah. Thank Feel a bit you. more relieved?
1: Yeah.
2: A little bit. We have a theory about Vassos, don't we, Rachel? It just sort of came to us in a moment of inspiration. We think that the reason you bought a house in Whitstable, right? Yeah. Is so you could bury your head in the sand for real. <laughs> <laughs> Although, and it
3: would have worked really well, if it wasn't a stony beach. beach yeah.
2: yeah, I've just realised that. <laughs> yeah, but that goes with the territory. Yes. <laughs> so you couldn't even get that right.
3: <laughs> yep. Secretly, I'm, I'm really bum- happy there. House in the I want
2: to bury my head in the sand. I love burying my head in the sand. I want to take it to a different level of I actual am. head in actual sand. Mm-hmm. How's I your stress is- fracture?
1: It's all right. It was a
2: bit painful yesterday. We went for a walk along well, you, said beach. Oh, your broken leg? Yeah. Walking on a stony beach where the pebbles just move all the time and give you lateral and longitudinal issues. It's you strange you, that, isn't really it? Really
3: good for your stabiliser muscle, muscles, though.
2: Yeah, if you haven't got a broken bone in between them.
3: I thought it would probably be good even if you did, so I carried on. I cracked on with my head in the sand. Literally,
2: literally <laughs> cracked on looking for the sand. In the papers today, Mick Hucknall says, take that a more important than oasis. <laughs>
1: Interesting. <laughs> it's no, it's just hilarious. What important even, what does he well, how is he defining important? Exactly. What does that in even mean? To what?
2: Um, if he did say he might not have said it. If, but he, if
1: he's talking about sort of um Important dance stool choreography, then um, perchance. I don't know.
2: I don't know. We can ask him when he comes in on the twenty fifth of May.
1: Yes,
2: please. do so you really think take that more important than Oasis?
1: Well, in terms of like costumes and stuff. <laughs> wait, and wait, gonna, no, might be
3: not important. <laughs> That's brilliant. It might be but important. Well, there's five of them and only yes. two of Oasis. So, there's not know. five. What? There's three. Also. Well, I know, but there were five in the tar- back in the day. in the way, there's, only, you mean there's one... only
2: two of Oasis. There's five in Oasis and three in take that. Couldn't be more wrong. You actually got it the wrong way around and still down by one. <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know. You're just trying to what? Just trying to think where he, where he won't be coming from with the more important thing. I, well, maybe he didn't say it. We can ask him. <laughs> Uh, what do you want next? Do you want um, mm. the Do you want the Lost and Found super hack or do you want the Marmite spreading super hack? Ooh.
1: Marmite, please. All
2: right. Yeah, I've got, I've got, <laughs> I, quite like, I quite like Lost and Found, so can we have them both? You can have them both if yeah. you want. So um, the Marmite, I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. So you know when you go to a hotel, you get those little pack... I don't know yeah. what do you call oh, them. Yeah, capsule. Like
1: backpack It's Is it is capsule? Yeah. yeah. But in the
2: shape of a heart. Yeah, capsule yeah. of Marmite. And you think Oh these are a bit fiddly And then you And you need two or three Don't you really mm. For your brekkie um, So you get loads You know you think, It's
1: very wasteful
2: mm-hmm. you know? And then you peel them back oh. And then they're quite spreadable Yeah. So you're already shaking your head yeah. Go on
1: Because you're supposed to just Like lift up the little yellow bit And you fold it over In the shape of the heart And you squeeze it out
2: Oh <sighs> Well, that's a soup pack that I don't have. <laughs> that's better than the one I've got to give to people. Okay. Is that a thing?
1: It's what I do with them. It's what
2: you do. That, well, that's it then. OK, forget mine. No,
1: what was your one? No, no, well,
2: well, first of all, um, I always thought they were a bit fiddly. And then, um, you know, we've, we have Marmite in the in the cupboards. And over the weekend, because it's a long weekend, we have time for different different toasts. <laughs> all the toasts.
1: Rock and roll. Like, I
2: might have some Marmite. Because you just forget, don't you? In the hubbub and the chaos of the weekend, you forget that you really love Marmite. Um that you have some and you're a grown up and you can do these things because you own the house and things like that you know <laughs> and uh, my mum she gifted us those her old knives which are sort of bone handle knives which are have, have sort of flat at the end um, so they don't have a blade because they're for spreading butter they're yes. butter knives yeah. you know and they're brilliant they're brilliant they, they really do make it a lot easier to spread the butter and I thought the marmite and so then you, dealt, you go with the marmite and it's, it's too um, it's too robust too dense for mm. its own good and it starts to rip the bread just says, oh, you need to heat the knife up. I said, excuse me? She said, you get a mug of hot water, piping hot water, and we got one of those hot taps, so those fancy yeah. hot taps which are terrible for the environment, um, but they're great for, like, life.
3: They're not uh, terrible for the environment, are they? I thought they were better. I don't know. Maybe
2: they are. I think better. they're better. Okay. Let's, Let's go with that. Which are much better for the environment. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, so, so, and then you dip your knife in, mm-hmm. and it cuts through the marmite, and it spreads better so that's that's great however then that gets us back to the capsules and the capsules are more spreadable because for some reason the mama in them isn't as dense but now we found out you don't even need to spread them because you do the heart Squish thing them.
1: yeah just use the heart to fold it over it's like
2: cpr is it like yeah. savory yeah. cpr <laughs> miniature cpr <laughs> is that what it is <laughs> beep, 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 beep. compressions 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 the lost and found super is say you lose your should we say torch? Yeah. you want to say torch? Let's say torch. I like torch. <laughs> I like the fact you like torch. I like torch. I like torch too. I'm a fan. Okay. So say you, lose, <laughs> say you lose your torch. Yeah. Right? And you go looking for it. Yeah. And you can't find it. Yeah. And you can't find it. Yeah. And you can't find it. Uh-huh. And then you find it. Yeah. Okay? So you think, okay, I'm now going to put that somewhere where it should, back to where it should be. Mm-hmm. Right? But you know where you should put it?
1: Will you find it?
2: No, the first place that you looked. Because that's where you think it should be. And that may not be where it normally resides. So put things back where you first look for them.
1: (laughs) Surely the first place you look is the place where it's supposed to be.
2: Not necessarily. Okay. Because you may not be the custodian of that thing. And that person so may not be not your a, torch. No, but also you—you you might be like I put certain things in their places, and Tash puts other things in their places. Maybe you
1: and Tash need to agree the places.
3: Everything in our house would be down the back of the sofa. In which case, because that's my go-to. Okay, awesome. I
2: don't. I don't believe that.
3: It Absolutely, is. You could,
2: things back backs of the sofas aren't what they used to be. Yeah, they are. They're not are. as accessible. They are very much so in our they're house. No, they're not. <laughs> They're very Chinese burny. I used, to, I used to go there for Chinese burn training. I'd be like, I'd be like oh! Mom says, I'm training for Chinese burning in the playground tomorrow. Leave me alone. What's for tea? There's a picture of Sharon Osbourne's cases in the papers today. Have you seen it? No. Nope. Her
1: cases. Just
2: her cases. Her suitcases. Suitcases. It's unbelievable. And there's two hotel porters and one is just scratching his head. It's hilarious. <laughs> You've never seen more suitcases for one person ever. Oh. Check it out. It's unbelievable. It's in the mail and the Sun. Apparently, I'm being told. Um, And the reason I'm mentioning Sharon and that picture is because the reason all those suitcases are back in Britain is because she's back on talk TV this weekend to cover the coronation, and that's why she's. (laughs) What's in the suitcase?
1: She have his coronation gone. So,
2: you see the picture?
1: Yeah can you see One, it 1, eight. well 8 big ones 3 little wheelie bags oh. <laughs> and a suit bag
2: can you see the porter the hotel yep. porter he's like what the what, what, what do I do with these <laughs> that's minus Aussie Ozzy. Aussie's not even with her he's still in Los Angeles because they're relocating back to um, Buckinghamshire around the corner from you they live oh do they and they do yeah they've, got, they've, they've always had a house there and um, <laughs> yeah. I know for a fact he just doesn't want to come back he's like Aaron what are we going back there for why <laughs> oh, is Chris making me sound like Johnny Vegas? I don't know. I don't know. Pa- I don't know. Pack sabbath Pack sabbath Good Sabbath's headline. Good headline. Um, if you look in, or if you did look in over the weekend, the culture section of the Sunday Times and looked at the Sunday Times brand new bestseller list for books, you will see it. Number one, Surviving to Drive by Gunter Steiner. He was on this show talking about it. And I've been assured that it's only because he was on this show that it's number one. Hmm. Great. That's, that's the only reason why. Yeah. It's great. Fantastic. Um, Bruce Springsteen mentions over the weekend stop it now Susan from Carlisle my cinch of the weekend we're seeing Bruce Springsteen in Barcelona uh-uh. I know, know. Barcelona Barcelona it's the place to go and see gigs man you know you go down La Ramblas in the day <sighs> you go down to the port you have a tapas lunch it's about half five and you say should we make our way to the stadium now and off you go to the stadium open air gorgeous balmy heat rock and roll ensues and you are literally in heaven with the boss himself you can also go and see him in Dublin this weekend and Birmingham the weekend after that. And Hyde Park. And Hyde Park. But it's not Barcelona. None of those places are Barcelona. Yeah. Clearly. Hyde Park is in the middle the Otherwise really they'd afternoon. be in Spain and call Barcelona. Correct.
3: <laughs> do, you feel like, do you feel like Bruce needs to be an evening gig?
2: I don't, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I want to see. But I've never seen Bruce Springsteen. Have you, Rachel? No. I've seen him many, many times. Many times and he's absolutely awesome I was thinking about Bruce Springsteen this morning because somebody told me about um, Mozart yesterday I mean I know about I know Mozart existed they mm. didn't tell me that bit yeah um, they just said you know it's funny isn't it because certain people who are renowned for having done amazing things we, I think we can all agree that Mozart was very good at his job mm-hmm. yeah but what would he have done with his talents had somebody not invented the piano before him because he needs the piano Tiger Woods needs the seven Iron Bruce Springsteen needs the guitar. We need the microphone. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. How many people who could have achieved what Mozart achieved were born before the piano was invented? You know, what would what would um, Gareth Bell, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney do without the football, you know, or the game football? It wouldn't mm. be... Isn't it interesting? So you see these people being brilliant at things, but they wouldn't have sort of cat in hell's chance of being brilliant at anything had other people a little, or if not a lot more unsung than them, had invented the things that they then employ to be brilliant with. Gosh, I wonder how many Mozart's were there before, exactly. before the piano. Exactly. And the whole thing about people who invented things, you know, um, the reason the patent office existed, it wasn't because of copying. It was because invention wasn't uh, an, o- uh, an only, you know, a one and only kind of thing. It was because it was always a race. Because they, you know... Had Einstein not come up with the theory of relativity, somebody else would, because a lot of people were thinking the same thing at the same time. And it's like Darwin's theory of um, evolution, Um, what was it called, Origin of the Species. So there was another guy who had done all the same research as Charles Darwin and was about to bring out his book, which was more complete than Darwin's. And Darwin heard about this, so he just rushed his out as it was. Now, we think it was brilliant, but there's this other book which was better because Darwin mm. got there first. And the Patent Office back to, to Inventions. It was it was too, it you know, um, Invention wasn't uh, an, a unique thing. It was a race like the 100 metres. And you get to the, you, you finish it first, you get to the Patent Office, that's mine now. Uh, so it's not about, it wasn't so much about copying. It was just about play, mm. planting your flag in the sand first
3: could people who are inventors please hurry up and invent the thing that I would be a genius at?
1: (laughs) When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS
0: and UPS.
2: All uh, right, we've got a great guest. I've never seen this guy apart from in the summer. Sometimes I see him other times. Yeah. I don't see him in the spring. I thought he hibernated, but no, he's a real person all year round. Who might that be, by Our person? next
3: guest always fills our little world with great tunes and chat. He's the fantastic front man of the feeling who continues to light up the West End with the music for a new musical, Broke Back Mountain at Soho Place from next Wednesday. We love it when he calls in. It's Dangle Espey <laughs> good morning
0: dan good morning it's great to see you man it's nice to be here and not singing and not having to (laughs) sing it's wonderful i can just talk and croak into your microphone and get away with that
2: when you do come and sing here which you do a lot and i'm very grateful for it always grateful for it never take it for granted ever because you never know when it's going to be the last time um How early do you have to
0: get up to sort yourself out? Oh, it takes a good couple of hours to warm up. So I'm getting up, and then obviously I want to look good. So I've got to dress, you know, make make myself presentable. And we come and do a sound check as well, you know, a little bit earlier on. So it's fine. It's okay. You know, it's just that I'm, you know, it's so funny because I'm in rehearsals at the moment, which is a bit like having a real job, right? Where you actually get up in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so used to being kind of, you know, the musician who's kind of. Are you a night out? Well, not naturally, but just because of my job. I've ended up being a night owl, but I've worked out that actually I am quite I quite like mornings. Right. I quite like it when I have to do it. It's just that it doesn't normally go, it doesn't go with the lifestyle when you're doing gigs yeah. in the evenings. But um, when I'm in rehearsals or at times when I'm not doing gigs and stuff, I've actually started to really enjoy getting up in the morning, walk the dog. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah.
2: But genetically we are programmed. So you're either a morning person, extreme
0: morning person, evening person or extreme
2: evening person.
0: Yeah, I'd say evening person, not extreme evening person. Yeah,
2: probably. I'm definitely a morning person, always have been. I love getting up in the mornings. And now I go to bed <laughs> early at night, even at the weekends as well.
0: Well, you're in the right job.
2: I know, thank goodness, (laughs) he used to be a news agent, and then before that paperboy, it's like I've been training this for all my life. Um, So Dan, Brokeback Mountain, I, I find this, I'm going to find this chat really interesting, because I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain, I don't even know what the story's about. Wow. I I don't know why I've not seen it, but I'm quite, I quite like the fact I haven't seen it, have you seen it?
1: I've seen it, I loved it. it.
2: No, I haven't. Okay, great. So, before you tell us what you've done to do with a brand new
0: production of Brokeback Mountain, what's the story? Okay. So originally it was written by Annie Proulx. It was actually a short story. A lot of people don't know this, but it was, a, it was something that was published in the New Yorker in the 90s. Um, she wrote it as a part of a series of stories about rural Wyoming. And this one particular story happens to be about two men who are kind of cowboys um, in, in a place called Brokeback Mountain. And they basically ended up herding sheep because they couldn't get a better job. And they ended up on, the, on their own on the mountain and they fall in love. And uh, then it's, it follows them for 30 years of them, by, you know, getting married, having normal families, as you would in rural Wyoming, um, but continuing this, this relationship. And one of them, basically, Jack wants to go further with it and for them to shack up together. But Innes is terrified because he knows how brutal that, that society is, particularly in the 1960s is where we meet them um, in rural Wyoming. And so it's about that. But it's, it's actually a tragedy, You know, that's what's so wonderful. It's kind of a beautiful love story, but also a terrible tragedy at the same time. And it's what's interesting for me about it is that these characters are so different from us. You know, these characters, we forget what it's like to not be us. And that's what theatre is great at doing, is yeah, presenting yeah. a whole other life that you can get involved in. These these people are of the earth. The dirt is under their their fingernails. They've been working with cattle and working with the land. And they've been growing up that way and, you know, bull riding and all that kind of stuff. And then suddenly they just fall in love with each other. And they're so confused about it and so terrified of it. Um, and you watch it all play out, really. it's. it's and then obviously there's a big movie. Um, by Ang Lee, which and is an which extraordinary won loads movie. of awards. Which it? won loads of An extraordinary movie. Um, again, in the nineties, late nineties, and a beautiful movie.
2: Late nineties.
0: Yeah. Oh my
2: goodness, I didn't know that. I thought it was like ten years ago,
0: twenty-five <laughs> years ago. Then, <laughs> yeah, right. It's a Jeez. it's a classic now. I I've mean, have got that's to watch the it. Then have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, come and see the show first, maybe. Yeah, that's and good then idea. you can watch them. You know, you can see what well, I could do it in reverse because our show is our show is very true to the original novella, but. I would also say that the movie does a great job of of being true to the novel as well.
2: Dan, you're so brilliant. You're
0: so brilliant. You're you're a
2: lovely friend. You're a fantastic performer. You're so talented and you never stop working. And I'm really into, we've never, we've taught loads, but it's Mm -hmm. usually around a campfire, a few beers. We've both usually just finished doing some kind of show. You more of a show than me, but, you know, we're buzzing, you know, and it's all a bit sort of, Um, shallow end as opposed to deep end, or or actually it's both. It's not. It's not in the middle.
0: <laughs> well, it's that kind of deepness you have after a couple of beers. Yeah. Which is probably.
2: <laughs> anyway, um, so there's so much to ask you about that, but also about how you how you go about what you do because you do so many different things. So this is a, a theatrical production with music that you have written, sung by the amazing Eddie Reader. That's right. Yes. Okay. So tell it. Tell us how
0: that might look and sound. So, obviously, I've written musicals before. Yeah. And musicals, gen- generally, the characters sing. Right. But with, with Jack and Innes, our two lead characters, uh, um, there's no way in the world that they could sing. You know, they don't have an inner landscape. They don't really have a kind of inner dialogue. Right. As well as they don't really even talk to each other about anything particularly deep. You know, they are those kind of blokes. So, for them to burst into song, we just knew was going to be kind of funny in a way that we didn't want it to be, yeah. you know. Um And just wasn't right for the characters. And so we thought, but we needed music because we needed to somehow deliver time passing, seasons changing, a sense of the landscape, a sense of the place that they're in and a sense of the scale of it all, as well as like an interior landscape. So we knew we needed songs to do it. So we had the idea of having a balladeer. Who's an earth mother kind of character and a country band. And Just so we got Balladea. so we called called Eddie Reader up and convinced her. We put on the absolute charm offensive to get Eddie to come and do it. She, she, she was me and Jonathan, the director, right. we called her up and we were like, Eddie, you can you so have to do this. It's so perfect for you. She's such a spiritual creature and she has this extraordinary voice. And she but she was like i live in I live in Glasgow, and I've got my cats, and I've got the boys to look after, and I've got all of this stuff going on, and I've got another album coming and and we were like, No, please come to London, please come and do this show and she heard the songs and then decided she was going to do it and it and we also have a guy called b j Cole playing pedal steel guitar now b j played guitar on Scott Walker's record, so the Walker Brothers No Regrets, that's BJ Cole Tiny Dancer, yeah, that's wow. BJ Cole playing oh pedal God, steel guitar on that record and loads of records down to zero I mean he played on any great kind of pop record you hear with a pedal steel guitar it's probably BJ playing it he's come to play in the band with us we've got harmonica and, and this upright is all bass all live in the theatre and they're all coming so and Eddie's they're all there,
2: all, these guys are there.
0: all of these absolute classic musicians wow. are all going to be in the theatre whilst... Lucas Hedges and Mike Feist, who are two of two extraordinary actors, are going to be on stage. Much lauded actors. Much lauded actors are going to be on stage doing their doing their business. So it's 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 a kind of theatrical event. It's but it's it's actually it sounds complicated, but it's very simple. It's country music. It's country music and um, it's country music, which really does deliver you a sense of place, you know, and especially with these musicians. And I grew up listening to country music. So it, it felt very natural for me to write it. I love it. I love it. So it starts on the tenth of May at Soho Place. Um, tickets available now. Booking now, Sohoplace.org. Do you have an idea of how long it's gonna run for? Um we're running I mean this is a brand new theatre, so right. they've only just built this place and um I was gonna say I've never heard. Of no, it. it's a brand new theatre. We'd like the third production to where go is in it, there. Then? It's right next to Soho Square. Right. So it's You know where the Astoria used to be. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And then on the all corner all that opposite of the church. Out, right next to that. Right. Right behind the church. So okay. we're we're in front of the church basically wow. there. And it's a brand new, it's like a 600 seat, a beautiful theatre. And it feels incredibly intimate. We do it in the round, so the musicians are all around us. There's people sitting behind BJ, there's people sitting behind Eddie, there's people looking all around the stage. Um, And so, it's a really, and it's a pin drop quiet theatre. So every little bit of noise, every little bit of detail in the playing is going to be heard live. We have like a real piano in there and it's really beautiful visceral experience and it feels very intimate, even though it's got a decent capacity. Um, and it's a brand new theatre and we're running until August. So great. yeah, and then Good we don't know you. after that, but yeah. That's
2: great. <laughs> um, so, so on from that, right um, when you embark upon a project like this or everybody's talking about jamie or all the other things you've been involved in which are all brilliant it does it feel like you're at the foothills of a mountain does it feel because obviously to me having i couldn't do this in a month of sundays anything right. can write half a song let alone you know whatever you do but d- does it feel like that is it a quest is it a challenging quest or is it different how how do you or does it not even knock on your door like that
0: um Well, it is very much like a mountain. It it it, it's like a mountain in that when you anyone who knows about climbing, which I don't, but I'm assuming they they know that you can't really see the top.
2: Yeah, and you don't have to
0: climb it. You all you have to do is get started.
2: Yeah, or you could just look at it and walk away.
0: Could you? (laughs) That's true, but I mean, you know, when when I embark on something like that, I just go one day at a time one foot at a time one song at a time you know I just start off by writing and creating something and then just trust that you'll get to the top of the mountain eventually you know can you imagine but it takes years it took five years to get this far with this, piece, so. this what,
2: so that's the next thing yeah. right
0: you know we do a show every day three
2: and a half hours of prattle you know <laughs> some are alright some aren't alright you know and it's good and we love it and you know you've got to put it in the shift and get up at four o'clock and feel like you're on drugs for most of your life <laughs> mid-afternoon you know it's like that but it's every day, you know. We do it. We, we, we're not happy with the show. We've got another one tomorrow, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's all—it's usually all right, and it's, sometimes it's great. Friday show was great, for example. Today's been lovely, different. Feels like a Monday, Tuesday, really weird. Yeah. One bank holiday after another—that's never happened before. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Right. But what you do? Five years. <laughs> I get nervous <laughs> if we discuss a link five minutes
0: before we do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely a different times again. But the
2: investment, you know. And the temptation, because it's a real, it's not a risk. Well, I suppose it is a risk, but it's, it's, a, it's a real sort of commitment, isn't it? Five years of your life, man.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. I mean it's not like I've doing it every single no, day for I know, 5 but years still. but but you do yeah, you do you invest in 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 all of these things and and they do become a, a little bit like children, you know, you kind of like have to just kind of see you them. You just do it. You just get do them, it. Get, they just and they that's, take over. That's an interesting comparison. And they take over and and you've actually got no choice once you get started just like okay, I've got to see this out. I've got yeah, to see yeah, this yeah. to the to the to the I can't the, leave my babies. Yeah, I've just got to keep keep I'm um, looking after them until they're ready. <sighs> yeah
2: and and choosing you know obviously the feeling is that part is it the heart of your can you say that? yeah, I mean, Beating the feeling hot. is
0: how I express myself when I'm writing songs with the boys, you know we we feel like um. I feel like, you know, we all feel like we're part of the same body after all this many years working together. And obviously the feeling come and work with me on all of these projects. You know, the boys are always involved in all the other side projects that I do. Um, And they're so supportive and they're so brilliant that I really need them. They're my backup, you know. But when we do a feeling album, it's the only time that I go, what do I want to say? Yeah. You know, normally I'm writing for a character. I'm writing for a situation, storytelling. I'm writing for whatever, or I'm scoring something which is is, uh, uh, cinematic or whatever. But if I'm doing... Something where it's like, what do I have to say? Yeah, That's when I do a Feeling album. And you and your camper van, uh, does she have a name? Scylla. <laughs> Scylla. Yeah. So it's an orange and cream
2: camper van, isn't yeah. it? It's cream over orange. Yeah. And you put, you know, whenever you come to Carfish, you, you, you usually come in your own van, yeah. you know. So you do all that as well. Then you bought <laughs> this pub that you, where your recording studio is. Yeah. And this is why I'm fascinated by your life. You just seem to have... A really well woven life, a really thoughtful life that is so solid. I'm sure it has its fragilities as everybody's does. Yes. But it just seems to be wonderful. Does it feel wonderful?
0: Um It yeah, it does. I mean I it sounds a weird thing to say but I think I'm just lucky and I never feel like I, I but also I never feel like that pub for You're example you you work so hard but that pub is like I've never felt like I own it I've never felt like it's mine I right. feel like I'm looking after it that pub's been there 200 years I want to look after it and, and I want to make sure that it's there for the next people it has a great history it used to be an LGBT pub in the 80s my uncle used to drink in there back that in the old days all coincidental all coincidental like I found right. all this out after I owned it and then the studio it's just it's just a space I share it I don't want it to be mine i make sure that there's always loads of people can use it we do all we write all the musicals in the studio and everyone comes mm. and does readings in there and it's so it's it's it, i don't let it kind of um i don't let it kind of turn into like part of my ego or no part i of my personality. I, but i think that's that's that. why i don't yeah. that's why i find it hard to judge Cause it's a workshop it's yeah. a working area it's a working place and it's also i, I don't it's funny because i don't I don't look at my life and, and value it in that way I just yeah. kind of go What am I going to do next yeah. I just, I'm sure just, just
2: truly <laughs> admirable uh, Sorry I, Admiring of what I, that, you, you just seem to have it sussed I'm sure you <laughs> haven't But you seem to
0: Some days More than most Some days I feel like I do And some days I feel like It's like oh chaos You know Well you're always amazing <laughs> I mean, You
2: and the boys The band are You know I know you're our super group And you have been for ages now On Carfest but, And yeah. there's only you could do that And I'm so grateful that you do it um, And for the first time ever You're appearing twice this year on yeah. the friday and the sunday yeah, yeah. Uh, i i asked you to do that <laughs> i think it's a great idea it's so
0: much fun yeah it's so much fun i mean you I never... smash
2: it and you think oh well we've sort of got why don't we just do this twice
0: you well know? i never know who you're going to throw at me that's the other thing right. so we're always a bit like okay who are we going to get this year who's going to be singing with us we just quickly kind of learn these songs and you know rehearse it up with the, with people and just it's very much kind of thrown together but I suppose we come from from a background of being the kind of band that, people just jump up with and we kind of do that you know yeah. when we were doing session work before that and also when we we're in the alps yeah. it was very much a case of like okay we're just in the corner of a pub playing some music yeah. and and when we do car fest though it's this massive amazing big event with like thousands of people in front of us we still the same attitude it's still <laughs> yeah. like okay let's put on a show let's just do it you know it might be a bit ramshackle but we're gonna we're gonna pull it together and we're gonna do our best and and it seems to work every year and now it feels like home yeah, yeah. you know we show up there and it just feels like home you look do after it so well might- come and sing oh i'm sure she would we she'd love that why don't we ask her oh absolutely there's definitely there's always space i mean we're full but there's always we can always make a space for eddie we'll and sure she's so brilliant she's so lovely to work with. well you're brilliant my friend it's great <laughs> to see you again honestly you. it's
2: just i just love being in your company brokeback mountain begins 10th of may at the soho place or at soho place tickets available now at sohoplace.org once again just frame it in 30 seconds what is it what was it um what could it be what have you made it
0: it's a beautiful story it's beautifully acted and there's a wonderful live band playing and telling you this story
2: and Eddie Reader's singing
0: yeah Eddie reader is singing
2: okay yeah. and we have an amazing band and we're going to load up Eddie reader now because she has got the perfect soundtrack because <laughs> <laughs> she re- she wrote a song she re- recorded a song called she perfect? recorded a song for us yeah yeah um great what are you doing for today for Rest- us
0: today um back into rehearsals yeah yeah it's gonna be good how are they going great
2: what's the thing you're most worried about
0: <laughs> oh
2: <laughs> all
0: of it no 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 it's great it's great she's just she's just you know they're all just so brilliant but they're wild i mean yeah. they're not a, they're not a west end band they are a country band who I'm like throwing onto a stage and just going, let's see if we can tell a story. And they're fantastic. They're wild and I love them. Once again, Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) It's not the
2: musical, it's Brokeback Mountain, the... It's a play with music. Okay, the play with music. Lovely. Begins 10th of May, Soho Place. Tickets available now, sohoplace.org. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. You're awesome.